0: Welcome to Happy Pom Pom! I'm Isaac and this is. Erin. My mum. And um, tonight we are doing the last chapter of Happy Pom Pom. So let's get rolling and reading.
1: Except it's not the last chapter of Happy Pom Pom, it's the oh, last sorry. chapter of A Little of Chilly Tonight. That's right, by so. John and Ben Ramjan. So here we go. When I arrived home, Erin was in the lounge room watching TV. What's wrong with you anyway? You don't look sick and you don't sound sick. I decided to tell Erin the whole story. By the time I'd finished, Erin couldn't stop laughing. Far out. My little brother did that to Stew Face. That is so cool. I must admit, I was feeling pretty cool. The only problem was, I knew Stew Face would kill me when I went back to school. By the time Mum arrived home, the sky was covered from one side to the other with black clouds. Even though it was only early afternoon, it felt like evening. Mum looked at me and said, what are you doing home? I told Mum an edited version of the events at school. How I'd been sent home because I had a fever even though I felt fine. How Mr Harris had driven me home on his way to the hardware store. There's really nothing wrong with me. I'm sure it's just my wise's chillies, I finished. Mum looked at me with a slight frown for a moment, then said, Well, you certainly look alright. You can help me out around here. I've got the sheep jackets in the car. They need to be taken to the bottom paddock and put on the sheep. The bottom paddock was our largest paddock. It was the best paddock for the sheep during bad weather. It had the most protection. Bald Spot Mountain was the back boundary of the paddock and the paddock had quite a few trees dotted around it. What I really wanted to do was sit down in front of the TV or play some computer games. But I knew there was no getting out of it. I had been volunteered... Mum made sure Erin was okay and before long we were bouncing along the dirt road on our way to the bottom paddock. I had my jacket sitting in my lap. Mum had made me take it. I couldn't convince her I wasn't cold. When we got to the paddock it looked like every sheep in the valley was there. As it turned out, they were. We found Dad with a group of people putting up tarpaulins as wind breaks among the trees. The other sheep owners in the valley often used our paddock when the weather turned bad. It was the most protected in the entire valley.
0: That seems sort of silly to use somebody else's paddock.
1: Well, I guess they're all sheep. Well, they're all friends and neighbors, so I think it's okay. And it's probably better for the sheep. They probably feel more safe and less scared if they're all together. But that would be interesting for another episode to find out if that's something that Sheep farmers really do.
0: Um, No, the next episode, can the next episode be Titanic? Sure.
1: Okay. (laughs) We've just watched the Titanic. Isaac's just learnt about the Titanic. And so he's very interested in it at the moment. Yeah. All right, back to the story. Dad said everyone had the same idea that morning. When the news came about an extreme cold front everyone had moved their sheep to our paddock. Mum and I put the jackets on the sheep while Dad and the others kept stringing up the tarps. It took us about two hours. Finally we were finished and everyone started heading for home. The light was a dirty yellow colour and the sky was the colour of an old bruise as we got in the car to head home. It's going to be a big one. Just look at those clouds. The temperature must have dropped by at least 15 degrees in the last half hour. I hope the sheep will be all right. He looked over at mum. I'm starting to think I should have put them in the shed. This storm is going to be huge. You know, you wouldn't fit even half of them in the shed. We've done our best. We just have to pray It's enough. I must admit the way mum and dad were acting had me worried. I'm not used to seeing them acting so sombre and serious. Don't get me wrong, running a farm is a serious business but they were always mucking around and having a joke. Now they were deadly serious. All afternoon we watched the temperature drop as the light disappeared. The world felt strange, as if something catastrophic was going to happen. The snow didn't start until after 8 o'clock that night. Big, fat, white flakes. At first, it was a slow, calm drop of snow. Then the wind picked up. The snow came pouring down from the heavens. Looking out of the windows was like looking in through the window of Mum's front loader washing machine. Curtains and waves of white were obscuring everything. Then suddenly you'd catch a glimpse of something you recognised. The cherry tree in the backyard or the swing and then the whiteness would cover everything again. I'd never seen mum and dad more worried. Dad kept looking at mum and just shaking his head. I went up to bed at about 10 o'clock. Even that was strange. Nobody even told me it was time to go to bed. Mum and Dad were usually very particular about my bedtime. 9.30 was my limit, but not that night. I lay in bed for a long time, listening to the wind hitting the house. I just couldn't sleep. What if the sheep all died? We didn't really grow much else on the farm. We were a sheep farm. We'd have to buy new sheep. I went downstairs about half past eleven. I was heading for the kitchen for a glass of water. The wind had died down, and there was a light snow drifting down out of the sky. I heard noises from the lounge room, so I crept along the hall to see who was still awake. It was Mum and Dad. Dad was talking. That's the end of them, Michelle. They'll never survive the night if this storm keeps up, and we both know this is just a temporary quiet patch in the storm. It means we'll have to sell the farm. We can't afford to replace all the sheep. The wool and meat prices just haven't been good enough lately. Come on, Joan, they might be all right. We won't know until morning. Oh, I know now, they just can't make it. Come up to bed. There's nothing we can do until morning. I heard them getting up off the lounge and quickly scuttled into the kitchen. I heard them go upstairs. I sat on a chair in the kitchen. I was in shock. I couldn't believe what I had just heard. Sell the farm? We couldn't sell the farm. It was our home. My great grandfather, Creepy MacDonald, had bought this farm over 70 years ago. Where would we live? What would Mum and Dad do for a job? They were sheep farmers. They didn't do anything else. That's when I decided I had to do something. Somehow I had to save our sheep. If I moved them up to the shed maybe I could save some of them. I was going to head upstairs and change into some warm clothes. Then I stopped. I wasn't cold. I was giving off more heat than our central heating. I didn't need warm clothes. I was wearing a pair of shorts, no shirt, no shoes. That was plenty for me. <laughs> Very quietly, I headed out the back door. The snow was deep. But as soon as I got near it, it started to melt. When I tried to walk through it, it began to hiss and turned into water and steam. Suddenly, I knew how I was going to save the sheep. I began to move as quickly as I could through the snow. The sooner I got to the bottom paddock, the better. The wind began to pick up again and the snowfall started getting harder before I reached the paddock. I started to get worried. It was hard to tell exactly where I was. I stumbled forward searching for landmarks. I really couldn't see a thing. Then suddenly I realized I was surrounded by sheep. I could hear them beginning to bar as they gathered around me. I sat down on the ground and let them gather. My parents found me there in the morning. The snow was melted for hundreds of metres in a circle around me. The sheep had gathered close around me and had used my body heat to stay warm throughout the night. I knew my parents didn't understand what had happened. My father kept staring around at all the sheep and at me saying, How? And how? I don't understand. I was going to tell them the whole story when all of a sudden it hit me. I needed to go to the toilet, and I needed to go in a big way. Dad, you've got to take me home right now. He didn't know why, but he could tell from looking at me that it was urgent. I've got to say this for Dad. He didn't ask me for a whole lot of explanations. He just got me in the truck and drove like a maniac. I was sitting in the toilet in three minutes flat. And so the chilies did their job. But it wasn't my fault that it was too much for the septic tank. Who would have guessed the tank would explode? And I did save all the sheep in the valley. I think I'm a hero. But you be the judge. <laughs> and that is the end of oh, cha- A Little Chilly Tonight cha- by...
0: Oh, by John Ramchan, my granddad, and Ben Ramchan, my uncle.
1: That's right. We hope you've enjoyed listening to our story.
0: Yes. And our, next, and our next episode is going to be facts and little things about the Titanic. So, goodbye. And Happy Easter, everybody. Oh, yes, Happy Easter if i got loads i got a whole halloween bucket full of easter eggs just at my dad's house
1: (laughs) yep the easter bunny was definitely good to isaac this year and
0: he even sent me a card it said dear isaac somebody some bunny loves you from easter bunny (laughs) kiss kiss kiss
1: what a clever bunny (laughs)
0: yeah
1: All right, we might post some more episodes in the week next week since everybody's at home and no one's going anywhere at the moment because of COVID-19. So we might even post some more episodes before we do our Sunday episode next week. We might even do another one tonight. Or we can maybe do another one tomorrow. Right now it's bedtime, so we're going to say goodnight. (laughs) But we might do an episode tomorrow. (laughs) All right. Good night, everybody. Happy Easter. Happy
0: Easter. Bye.